you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're glad to be back with you. And we're also glad to be home. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So we're back in Colorado. Our ranch is just outside of Denver in a little town called Elizabeth, Colorado. It is the complete opposite environment to Coronado, California, where we've been for a couple months. We're very blessed to have the two places. And Coronado is so fun. It's the golf courses and the bistros and the great restaurants and concerts and the zoo. And 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 the constant nice weather. Yeah, and constant nice weather. Right. So we left there. It was like 71 degrees. And we got here and it was a high of what, three? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a welcome home. But it's beautiful now. It's in the 40s and and it's very pretty. and Snow's starting to melt. Yeah. Yeah. We're really glad to be home. Got a lot of snow this year. I know. Yeah. I was uh, amazed to see how much it was because I have been going into work into Denver, mm-hmm. and uh, there's hardly any snow there, but out here we got quite a bit. Which is where we need it, because we need the grass pasture. You don't need grass pastures at the Gov. I hear you. <laughs> not not necessary, but it's always nice. We love our home, and the dogs, I think, were the happiest of everybody to get right. home, yeah. right? They're tired of being on a leash. Yeah, they're on a leash all the time, having to be city dogs in Coronado, and they get here and just go nuts running around checking on chickens and goats and horses and and everything i think telly was actually he wanted some little snow boots his feet were tender i'm like no you're a mountain dog get out there one of the better parts of having them here is i don't have to pick up their poop well (laughs) there there is that there is that yeah yeah they have they have plenty of acreage to go find a spot right yeah for sure Yeah, so anyway, we're very glad to be home, and our last week in California, I did my first training for my equine gestalt coaching program. When I do them, they're called cores, and I have 10 to 14 students there at a time, and they're mixed levels. So I had I had one person who was taking her final exam and finishing up. I had uh, others who were freshmen, sophomore, juniors that were there. And it was a great week. I'm very blessed to have a graduate over there, Vivian Thwaites. And we borrow her beautiful facility. Her company is Art, Soul, and Horses. And she graduated with us a number of years ago. Yeah. She and her husband, John, are good friends of ours on top of everything else. But she has two wonderful horses, Mama and Luca. And this barn that is a combination art studio and horse barn, which doesn't sound possible, but it is. It's this adorable barn, kind of like, uh, you get the feeling like you're inside Mr. Ed. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> All the art things are yeah. there. Because and I know it's so you guys fun. are in the barn and the yeah. horses are sticking Hanging their head. Their head. Yeah. And they hang their heads over. And we had a few funny moments. They, they, She has one of her horses, absolutely loves to mess around with people's hair. She doesn't bite. She doesn't chew on their hair. She doesn't hurt anything. But she does all these wild hairdos with people's hair. And then she's hanging her head over and doing that. And the other one, if she can't get enough attention, she grabs the hoodie off their, you know, their sweatshirt hoodie yeah. and jerks them back. Oh, like, Lord. hey, come see me. She's pretty funny. But we did a lot of beautiful work. And it was a ton of fun. And then 
because it's a smaller facility, so I bring in 10 students instead of 14. So we were actually done earlier. On Saturday, you came to pick me up at 3, and everybody went down to the beach in Coronado and had fun down on the beach, and some of the shops in Coronado, we met up there for dinner, and it was just great. And then Sunday, as soon as we were done, you and I hit the road and had a pretty good easy drive Sunday. Well, it depends on who's driving. And well, then Monday was the snow day. Yeah. Sunday wasn't bad at all. Yeah. But yeah. Vail Pass was a son Ooh, of a gun. Oh, it was. Yeah. Really, even before Vail Pass, like Glenwood Springs and Grand Junction was snowing. We had snow most of the way home. It was it was a slow, rough drive coming home, but it was all good. Dogs are happy. We're happy. It's all good. We're snuggled in. We're we've got our more winter clothes on, and yeah, it's been fun. It's good to go down to the barn and see how how well uh, Amanda and Gabe have taken care of the horses and everything here and and all of that. So then we play a little bit of catch up. I play catch up in the office. You play catch up on the farm. Right. So I don't know what you were doing, but yesterday when I looked out the window, I was having a conversation with Amanda about which horse is on percent and which horse needs another salt block and, you know, all the stuff that she and I needed to compare notes on on the horses. And I see our big snowplow truck out running, just parked, you know, just running. And I look to the left and you had buried the Polaris in a pasture. What were you doing driving out there? I didn't understand well, that whole thing. We were, uh, You're both shoveling. Yeah, we're trying to remove snow to make a loop, a new loop to spread manure. Oh, for the spreader to yeah, go in. Yeah, and then we got to this one point where it was like about... You I went in know, a hole. Uh, yeah, like over a foot deep. <laughs> and, uh, At least. Like we couldn't get the, 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 the plow to retract and <laughs> we had to work on some stuff when we open it up and some wires had come off and you know how it goes well, but we I got know. it fixed we it, got it fixed <laughs> we got a couple loops in so yeah. now yeah everybody's well, good what i know was you left at 10 you went outside the front at 10 and i was meeting with amanda and i think you and i planned that then you'd probably be back like what what did you think originally like 11 You'd be back in the house. Right. It was like four. Right. When you got yeah. back <laughs> There was a lot of stuff. I know. Hey, our, but it was a great day to spend with, was, with Gabe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I know our electric fence wasn't working in one of the pastures. We've got a post that the horses have decided to use to make toothpicks. And, you know, four-wheeler down. We've got a battery cable loose on another one. So, you know, you guys that... It's always something. <clears throat> you guys that have horses that you board at a facility, you think, oh, it'd be so nice to own my own place and I want to own my own place. And it is. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's the way I've rolled my whole adult life. I've had my horses in my backyard. So that's great. And... <laughs> I've also had people who have boarded horses with me, and I'm always thinking that's not such a bad way to go because they write a check and they come see their horse when they want to and they leave when they want to. <laughs> and it's our job to have the waterer working in the snow plowed and the. So you're thinking all that we stuff. ought to move into the city No, 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 not at all. But, but I do know a lot of our listeners do have places where they board horses, and yeah. we're very fortunate to have a big facility with an indoor arena and two barns and a man cave barn and all the things that we have and the equipment we've collected over a lifetime and all of that and it's easy to it's both sides of the fence right it's just like looking at their side at the border side I think well that looks pretty free and easy they don't have to worry about anything and I look at where we think we're going to have a Sunday to go to a a movie and we're in a plow truck 
<laughs> and fixing electric fence and everything else. So I wouldn't trade it, but I'm not yeah, sure it, as a border. It's fun. It's I'm not sure fun. as a border that they really realize how much the owner of the property really does behind the scenes. So we don't have borders, but you know that when I did I had 75 borders on my Arizona place, that was enough to cure me for sure. So it's a lot. So yeah, so that was good. So then we've had kind of a, a doctor's week and stuff like that and just regular life stuff, right? I do want to say, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but Saturday the 11th uh, at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, I'm going to be doing a live Zoom call, which is an information call on my newer program, Equine Facilitation Program. And that's really the one It starts in April. I do it one time a year for nine months. It's all online. And it's a perfect opportunity for somebody that has a horse or two, and they want to have those horses pay their way, you know, where you learn to do a workshop or a family retreat, that kind of thing, all online. And it's been so successful. And our people that did it in 22 are out doing their workshops and doing a really great job of it and making really good money for themselves, which I think most people that own horses are looking for a way to have the horses be a write-off and have the horses earn some money here and there. So anyway, if you're interested in that, the webinar is the 11th. It's live. It will be recorded. So if you don't listen to this podcast till after that date, you can write to our office at touchbyhorse.com and we'll be happy to send it to you. So we just send it over to you so that you have it. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our Equine Facilitator Program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our Equine Gestaltist Program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our Master Equine Gestaltist Program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. I think the most exciting thing going on for us at Touched by Horse right now is Horse and Rider. So if you go to horseandrider.com, our second article is up. It's about working with an equine gestaltist and and what we avoid in life and what we can do and how horses can show us that what we're carrying in our hearts and our minds and our bodies, they're very perceptive too. They tune into very well and easily and how much they can really change things for us and bring us into a much deeper understanding of what we're doing. So, you know, the gestaltist leads you into that deeper response instead of reaction and working with the horses is a great way to do it. So, at the bottom of the article is a little post at the article. It says, what did you think of this article? And there's little faces. And if you hit all five faces, it gives great feedback. And I'd be appreciative if you did like the article that you let Horse and Rider know and hit those little five faces, give them a little punch and let them know that you did like the article. The second part of a four-part series of our podcast 
with Horse and Rider, their podcast series is called The Ride. And the part that I'm doing is called Winning Insights. And sometimes you have to search the, the Horse and Rider front page to find everything that's on it. Our second chapter of that podcast got buried a little bit down under the EHM quarantine information, but it's down there. And so listen to that second one. I really go into how horses are sensitive to the vibrational field and in what way that that really creates what they're doing with each of us. And they give you some ideas that you can go out with your own horse to do and, and to check on and to see whether your horses are really vibrationally sensitive. The answer is yes, they are. But it's fun to go out and have them show you how smart they are. So it works out pretty well. I did another podcast, didn't I, while I was in California? Yeah. Really nice lady, Vicki Dodds. And she inherited the podcast of Lynn Andrews, which a lot of animal people know Lynn Andrews and her animal speaks. And so Vicki interviewed me. Uh, we're getting a copy of that and it will be on our website, probably pushed out on my social media as well. It was a really fun and very different interview. She came from kind of a different place with it. But do you remember an old movie? I don't know if you would have seen it or not. It was before you and I were together, but it was called Six Degrees of Separation. Yep, yep, Did you yep, see that? I it was a cr- yeah, crazy movie with a great mathematical observation by someone that we all know we have things in common and we have people that we know and it's only like a little tiny amount of separation. I'm always fascinated by it. So this woman arranges through my office to interview me for a podcast. I did not know her. She did not know me. And she starts doing her research to be ready to ask me some great questions. And in her doing her research, she finds out, I think, the the strangest coincidence that somebody could find. Years ago, when I first moved to Colorado, I moved to Longmont, Colorado, and had a facility with a 36-stall barn and indoor, and then another 45 border areas that people could keep horses in. And I was showing paint horses at a world level at that time, and we were breeding horses. And I had this wonderful young boarder. Her name was also Melissa. And she had this great paint gelding named Scotchy. And he was just talented, super talented. And they were quite the team in the show ring. And as the years went by, she, you know, I sold that ranch. She moved, she kept Scotchy for a long time, but she moved somewhere else. She went on and got married and had kids. Scotchy went on with a second career, but with Vicki Dodd's daughter. So Vicki wow. Dodd's daughter <laughs> showed Scotchy. Yeah. And when we got to comparing notes before we did the podcast, it was amazing how many things we had really crossed over, you know, wow. just people that we both knew wasn't as surprising as like that. What's the odds of that happening? I thought that was very cool. So, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, what type of horse was Scotchy? He was a sorrel paint horse gelding. And I think what I loved about Scotchy, he was this all-around horse, which everybody's looking for the all-around gelding. There's probably nothing the little horse couldn't do. He was always willing, always very loving and kind. He was just a great horse, and she took wonderful care of him, and he fit in our barn so well because we were hauling to the paint shows and showing during those years too. So it was a nice, a nice fit. 
to to do that so he was a great horse so when you're showing at the paint show Mm -hmm. is there any riding or or is there any type of track that you do when you're showing you missed that whole chapter of my life didn't you i did consider yourself lucky you got in just in time for expos and my teaching and training and all that you missed out on the the heavy showing years so i showed all around so there isn't a track a track would be a word you'd use probably for a racehorse or something like that but But i've I've been to shows with you at arenas and stuff right so there's a practice arena and there's the show arena and different events that you enter into and an all-around is a horse that you can do english and western you can do all types of events she did a lot on scotchy as i did on my horses too so yeah it was fun it was really good at the height of my paint horse showing career back then we had an eight horse trailer hauled by a semi and we went to all of the shows and showed in fort worth texas in july at the world show which is miserable um the show's fun but the heat in july in fort worth is not fun just everything just really really a lot i spent my years from the time I was 10 years old until then showing and the crossover. I don't, I don't miss it. I think it's still a great thing for people to go do. I don't miss doing it because my career took a big left hand turn when the horses started stepping up to be my healing partners instead. So So I remember you saying you used to do the reigning. Well, then I got to do reigning. That was different. Is that part of the showing or no, not really. It's, it's a different event. They do have reigning at the shows, but it's, it's a whole different event in there. And, and did the reigning and yeah my stallion who you knew go robin bar was a great rainer and qt little fat qt out in the pasture yep, yep, used yep. to used to be able to run and slide and um scott was just in here he he hack rides for me here at the farm and he rides my gelding Raphael, who's a rainer but he doesn't have his sliders on his raining shoes on and so I guess they were in the in the arena and the lights were off and it was a little bit dark and he was doing some circles on him just to keep some some exercise on him in the wintertime when we we're traveling. And he came around and then the horse got himself all up in these chairs that were sitting out in the arena and he put on the slide stop without sliders. It came to a screeching halt and backed himself out of it. So I was glad Scott was on his back instead of me for that, for sure. So it was all good. I guess right now, you know, really the book that was selling the most at Art of the Cowgirl and uh, this year has been the What in the Heck is Gestalt book. A lot of people have had a lot of questions about what that book's about and what Gestalt's about and with horses, what's it about? And I really go into it in that book. I let you know exactly what Gestalt is and how it can help you in your own personal life, but then also where and how I blended the work with horses with the Gestalt and how that works out for the client. And that's what some of these horse and rider articles are about as well. So we hope everybody will take a look at that and really enjoy those articles and see what we're all about. Well, I want to thank Hope Through Horses for being a sponsor of our podcast. We thank them very much. If you don't know who they are, go to hopethroughhorses.com. And they actually have me donating a three-hour session for free for a couple. A lot of the work I do 
is improving partnership in couples and really taking a good look at who you are with, what's working, what's not working, and how that all works. So I donated a three-hour piece to raise money for Hope Through Horses. So if you're interested in that, we have sent something out through our list. It'll be on my social so you can find it anywhere or call our office here and we're happy to give you more information about it. We're taking any and all donations for it. So is that in um, person? In there. Oh yeah. It's an in-person three-hour session with a couple. So nice. yeah, yeah. Do do my part to can help. I, can I be part of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, unless they want you to be, you know, you're, you're pretty popular on this podcast. So if they request you to be there, I advise highly against it, but (laughs) if they want you to be, they can. So we're coming up in March on an anniversary, March 29th, the day day we we met. met. Yeah. The day we met. So we'll have to tell that story again. My mom's birthday. Yeah. 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 I would have loved your mom. Well, all right. That's all I have for now. We have some upcoming podcasts on all kinds of different topics from what is grief and what do you do with grief and how do you handle grief? Some great interviews with some more of our graduates and certified practitioners. Lots of good stuff. If you have something you'd like to ask me or find out about, you can always reach me at Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-A at touchedbyahorse.com. Thanks for doing these with yeah, me, baby. Yeah, we'd also like to welcome our new freshmen. Oh, uh, yeah, we, I think we already did, but we welcome again. Welcome again. Welcome again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.